Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ahead on the Believe in Steelers show, should the team bring back Bud Dupree, the edge rusher who paired for many years with TJ Watt, Terrell Edmonds signs with the Eagles, and Zach Gentry will be back at the tight end position. Good morning. My name is Mark Bergen, host of the Believe in Steelers show. We're going to start today with Terrell Austin attending the Penn State Pro Day where cornerback Joey Porter Jr. worked out, and Austin was the one working out Porter Jr. So Joey Porter Sr., of course, star linebacker for the Steelers for many years. There's that correlation there. The question is, is is the younger son going to be there when the Steelers pick at number 17 in April's 2023 NFL draft? So something where I noticed where Austin, the Steelers defensive coordinator, is working Porter out, but Mike Tomlin was not there. And Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Steelers, there's often a correlation between Tomlin and members of the front office attending pro days for their draft picks. This has been going on for years throughout the Tomlin's tenure and his 16 years with the team. So something I noticed, but Tomlin is at team meetings out in Arizona right now. So it makes sense that he couldn't be there. And so we'll see how all this shakes out. And speaking of pro days, my co-host, Ike Taylor, the reason why we're going solo today is Ike has been at pro days throughout the country. Uh, earlier this week on Monday, he was at the Miami pro day. So I will ask Ike about that later this week, but Steelers still have a need at cornerback. Yes, you bring in Patrick Peterson, an eight-time Pro Bowler, but Peterson coming in on a two-year deal, probably in the final two years of his NFL career. What a great opportunity it would be for a player like a Joey Porter Jr. to learn under Patrick Peterson. It just depends. As are one of these stud cornerbacks going to be there at number 17? What's the best value pick considering some of the other needs that the Steelers have? for example, like on the offensive line. So who's the best player available at 17? If Joey Porter was there at number 17, I think it'd be awfully hard to pass him up. The Penn State product, again, you got that natural connection with his dad of how great a player Joey Porter Sr. was for the Steelers for many, many years, including that Super Bowl run for the 2005 Pittsburgh Steelers team. So it's really exciting, but I think the bigger question remains is, okay, not that Mike Tomlin wasn't there, but is Porter Jr. even going to be there at number 17? We shall see. Before we get too much further into the Believe in Steelers show, I've got to mention our sponsor, betonline.ag. They'll take care of all of your gambling needs. We're into the final four this weekend. There's a lot to gamble on when it comes to the NFL offseason. Where's Lamar Jackson wind up, for example? If you want to place a bet on any of the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. You can see the link on your screen right now. Also, use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, also on your screen right now to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Also, big question is should the Steelers bring back Bud Dupree? It's really simple to me. It'd be great to have him in a Steelers uniform again, but it's got to be for the right price. And if you're going to pay a premium, $15 plus million per year, this isn't going to work. And that's what he's made a minimum per year since he's left, he's, since he's left the Steelers. He got that big contract from the Tennessee Titans, didn't perform only seven sacks in the last two seasons, and he's missed time in each of the last three seasons. The best ability is availability. Now, if you bring in Dupree on a team-friendly deal, and if you brought Dupree in on a multi-year deal, it provides leverage for the team considering 
Alex Highsmith centering a contract season. He's due to become a free agent next off season. So if Alex Highsmith demands a premium to say, Hey, pay up, or I'm going to go test my open market value. It could provide some comfort because Dupree played his best football in the 2019 and the 2020 season paired opposite TJ Watt. And it's the reason why he got that huge contract with the Titans, but he didn't perform. He didn't stay healthy. And that's the reason why he's on the free agent market again. So if you're Dupree, maybe you take a little bit less money for the right fit with a team to where it's really about the next contract for Dupree, at least in my opinion. I don't think he's a Batman. I don't think he's an alpha, but he's demonstrated the ability to play at a high level based off the initial rush that TJ Watt can cause off the edge. Watt going up against right tackles, Dupree against left tackles. And I go back to a game in September 2020. The Steelers were playing the Broncos. And Watt forces an initial pressure against quarterback Drew Locke. He escapes from the pocket. And Dupree forces a strip sack fumble with just a bone-crushing hit. And it knocked Locke out of the game. It caused a turnover. And that's what I'm talking about in terms of the ability that Dupree can bring to the table and can bring to a team when paired with another star edge rusher. He can be your Robin. And it's easier, it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Again, he's not an alpha. He's not a number one. But he can play and pair really well with TJ Watt. And look at the excitement when like, Go back and watch some Bud Dupree highlights and look at the excitement that he brings when he's celebrating with Watt and other teammates when he makes big plays. And again, his best seasons in the 2019 and the 2020 season. I understand you wouldn't want to stunt the development of Alex Highsmith. And I certainly understand that. I think Highsmith's going to ball out this season in a contract contract year. But you have to look at it from could we bring Dupree back for, say, something somewhere between what he made as a rookie with the team And then the $15 million he made uh, in his final season with the Steelers when they franchise tagged him. And then that contract extension that we saw when he was a member of the Titans. Could it be a team friendly deal? I don't know, say somewhere between five and $10 million. Do you want to pay that to a player who might not necessarily be a starter, but you do need some depth at the edge rusher position because if Watt or Highsmith goes down, we saw what happened when Watt missed several games in the 2022 season. You're not going to have much success. You need some depth there. And maybe that's where you say, hey, let's go to the draft and set instead and bring in a rookie player to where maybe that's the writing on the wall for Alex Highsmith. Do you want to pay a premium for Alex Highsmith next offseason? These are all questions the Steelers front office is going to have to try to answer. And we'll see what Highsmith would make on an open market because I think Alex Highsmith was like right on the cusp of being a Pro Bowl level player this past year. But to say... Is he a true alpha? Is he a TJ Watt kind of edge rusher? No. And I don't think really anyone is a TJ Watt style edge rusher. So these are things that the Steelers would need to figure out. If Dupree accepted a team-friendly deal for one or two years, the depth would help keep all, all three players fresh and healthy as well. And again, you can't afford an injury at that position with Watt and Highsmith right now. You need some depth at that edge rusher position. We'll see how the Steelers approach that whether they would consider bringing Dupree back or whether they attack that in the draft here come April. We'll see about all of that. It's time for what Yins think. This is where commenters on YouTube weigh in and uh, I want to make sure I get this person's name right. 
William Hanley writes in and says, what's more important, paying for the good players or saving money? If you want to win a Super Bowl, you should just buy and get what you can pay for so you have a chance. Are you going to starve or not have a roof over your head? Pay for the goods. That's that's my take. Hey, before you can win a Super Bowl, how about winning a playoff game? Haven't won a playoff game in six years now. So before you can get to a Super Bowl, you've got to win at least win a playoff game. But I hear what you're saying. And I think the Steelers have been very aggressive in the last two off seasons. Remember, re-signed Deontay Johnson to a massive contract extension on the eve of last season. The season before, they locked up TJ Watt long-term as well. What are you going to do with Alex Highsmith? Are you going to keep re-signing players? Or are you going to look to free agency to other players who could potentially help your team? And then how do you draft and develop young players? Do you keep said rookies that you bring in? I think it was a pretty good rookie class last year for Omar Khan, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens and company. Jalen Warren, I consider part of that class, even though he wasn't drafted. So I want to give Omar Khan benefit of the doubt because so far I think he's done a pretty good job. And I think he's been aggressive as well. And the fact that the Steelers have three picks within the top 49, number 17, number 32, number 49 is certainly exciting. I hear what you're saying in terms of being aggressive in free agency. You also don't want to play a player for past performance. So what is the player's current value given age, given experience, given mileage on us on certain players too? There's a lot of different factors that go into, okay, let's be aggressive in free agency to help address needs. And I get it for the top players, you're going to have to pay a premium, but you also don't want to have to pay a player based on their past performance. So William, thank you for the question. We appreciate that. Terrell Edmonds signing with the Eagles, and he's going to make something like only $2 million. Now the Eagles safety, uh, they had a safety signed with the Lions this offseason, so there was a void there. And Omar Khan said that the Steelers offered Terrell Edmonds a contract, but he instead decided to take it with the Eagles. And maybe he figures, hey, a team coming off a Super Bowl, I'll have more an opportunity to showcase my ability in Philadelphia than I would Pittsburgh. But it wasn't for that much money. And this has been a player who's been extremely dependable. Sure, he might not have lived up to the first round pick that we saw several years ago. But a guy who's missed only three games in the last five years, the best ability is availability. And that's not to say that you could fill your entire roster with, you know, average to above average play, but that dependability of to say, hey, I know who's going to be opposite Minka Fitzpatrick. And I know a guy in the back end that we can count on consistently. Uh, Happy trails to Terrell Edmonds. And maybe he thinks this one-year flyer in Philly will better suit him to get a long-term contract to be able to better showcase his ability. I don't fault him at all for this. And I, I couldn't help but wonder where it was like, did he not want to come back from Pittsburgh or did Pittsburgh not want him back? We saw what his open market value was though. And maybe he wanted more money from Pittsburgh, but it's to say, hey, go out and go and get that contract. Well, he's making roughly the same in Philly as he would in Pittsburgh. So happy trails to him. Again, someone who's been extremely reliable and someone who's been available to play in football games for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's Terrell Edmonds. Great family, by the way, too. Several brothers in the NFL, too. Uh, the Edmonds bloodline. Something special about that. We always talk about the families of the NFL, the Mannings, the, the Watts. Uh, you know, there are several others. The Edmonds family as well. Um, happy trail to Terrell Edmonds as he goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Steelers re-signing Zach Gentry. To me, this signals that unless there is a stud tight end like Mayer from Notre Dame, if he were to slip very, very far, or say Darnell Washington out of Georgia, 
to me, this signals that the Steelers are going to stand pat at the tight end position um, with Pat Fryermuth, Gentry, and then Connor Hayward as well. And so Gentry is a very good blocker. And, you know, he didn't do a ton in terms of uh, catching the football. He had 19 catches in each of the last two seasons, 303 yards. But he's been reliable in 2022, catching 19 of his 23 targets, 132 yards. But using him as a blocker is an extension of the offensive line, almost as an additional tackle. Let's get the running game going with Najee Harrison. If the Steelers do bring in a new tackle, pairing him with Gentry to get that running game rolling like it was on the back half of the 2022 season. So Zach Gentry going to be back for the Steelers. Like to see the Steelers use him more and more, use multiple tight end sets to control the line of scrimmage and then create matchup problems as well. That's what a good tight end will do where it's like they have uh, size over a defensive back, but then they have the speed to be able to run away from linebackers. And so that's the idea with, hey, let's bring Zach Gentry back on a team-friendly deal. To me, this signals unless there is a stud tight end that falls way beyond you thought that he would in the year, this year's draft. I don't see the Steelers drafting a tight end high in the 2023 draft. Could be wrong, though. Could be wrong, though. And that's if, say, a guy like Mayer out of Notre Dame, a guy like Darnell Washington out of Georgia falls well beyond that you would initially expect. That, to me, is what this deal signals to me for the Steelers. But, again, someone else has been reliable starting 13 out of 17 games. You know, Pat Fryermuth has struggled with injuries early on in his NFL career as well. So you bring in Gentry, you bring him back, and someone who knows the system as well, someone who you know what to expect and is reliable. Maybe like to see his production increase a little bit. But, again, would more so focus on what are Gentry's contributions in the running game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a full show, and Ike and I are going to be back on Friday. Uh, apologies to anyone. We were supposed to record today. Ike's been very, very busy with his scouting responsibilities for the Steelers. Very, very excited to talk to him about all the different pro days he's attended as a scout on behalf of the Steelers. So keep it here on the Believe in Steelers show. We'll be back uh, hopefully Friday. Friday is the plan. And so I just want to give you guys a quick update of what's going on in the Pittsburgh Steelers world. Can't wait to, we might have some more news about Lamar Jackson as well. Him requesting a trade from the Ravens. So is he going to be out of the division? And then if he leaves, what's Baltimore's plan at the quarterback position? Your bitter rival team that the Steelers have to play twice, at least twice every season and good seasons. The Steelers see the Ravens three times, twice in the regular season and once during the playoffs as well. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to watch. My name is Mark Bergen. Please subscribe to my channel. If you enjoyed this video, share it with a friend, tap that subscribe button. It helps us out a ton. So keep it here on the Believe in Steelers show and I'll see you next time. Take care. So long. Everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.